Well, good morning, City Life. Amen. Once again, the Lord have blessed us to assemble ourselves. Amen. I love City Life. Uh, every time I come here, I'm reminded of how much I fit into the fabric of this ministry. Hearing all your, your uh, uh, thankfulness for being sober. I, too, am a member of the recovering community, so I'm, I'm one of you. You're, we're all in this big thing together, and God have purposed us to assemble ourselves to give thanks. One thing that I wanted to add to the tapestry, tapestry of Thanksgiving is about this time last year, Pastor Christie invited me to teach and preach, and I was talking about attitudes of gratitude, and uh, shortly after that, I got a life-changing diagnosis that resulted in a major surgery. And, and I thought that I uh, was thankful. I, I really was under the impression that I had rendered God adequate praise. But he called me to the woodshed, which is what he does on occasion, to remind me that I'm not who I think I am. Some, I'm trying to help somebody. Look, 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 because we can get puffed up. And he just reminded me that anything less than full-on gratitude, which should lead immediately into praise, is just totally unacceptable to him. Uh, I, I, I could thank him and be appreciative, but, but I didn't go immediately into this full-out praise of what he had done. And he was upset about that, and he let me know that, that I could do better and I ought to do better. And so I just want to share with you, you know, as I recover, uh, I try to hurry up and get back on my feet. Some of you remember I came to church and preached from a stool. And the Lord, what, but you are just really stupid. You are just goofy. Uh, and, 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 and he checked me on that. And so I, I, I want to use that as the backdrop to the story that we're going to examine today because we need to be mindful of those things that separate us from giving God full praise. Amen? Full expressions of gratitude. I, I've given them a little name. They, they're gratitude killers, and they're very intentional on the part of the kingdom of darkness to to cause us to be alienated from the affection of God. Mm, 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 I know that's from heaven because I don't have that kind of wherewithal and eloquence in my vocabulary. But but let's look at Acts chapter 12, 21 through 23, because I want to tell you another guy's story to go along with mine. And and, and you, I was thinking to myself as I, I read the text, I said, what do, I don't really have that much in, in common with Herod. I've never been a king. You know, the Lord having given me subjects and all the stuff that comes with that. But he said, but he said, the things that I have given you can set you up for failure if you're not careful. And I want to share that word with you this morning. Uh, I don't want us to lose the spirit of gratitude because it's, if we use this appropriately, it will fuel our gratitude to the living God that have delivered us out of our myriad situations. Amen? So the text says, on the appointed day, and it was a special day, Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on his throne and delivered a public address to the people. 
And it must have been some kind of word because they shouted, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. And immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down. And he was eaten by worms and died. I want you to consider this morning <laughs> that when you don't do stuff God's way, it can have repercussions. That, that when you don't take the time to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's and render unto God that which belongs to him, there's a price to pay. So sometimes it's, it's minor. And I pray that when the Lord challenges you on your commitment to your faith walk, that his rebukes are minor. But some of us are hard-headed and stubborn. Not all of us, but most of us. I just thought I'd sneak that in there. But, and, and really all of us, because the scripture says that we are born in sin and we are shaped in iniquity, and our natural inclination is to do the things that God doesn't appreciate. Okay, you don't have to teach children how to lie. You don't have to teach them how to go into denial. You, you don't have to send them to school to get that sin education. We, we come with baggage. And our whole life, our first draw of breath is in resistance to the kingdom of darkness that wants to bring us down and the tension of trying to let the Spirit of God fill us so that we would do the things of God. And Herod's challenge is actually number one on my hit parade of gratitude killers. The Lord sat me down in that woodshed moment and said, I want you to start writing a list of all the excuses that you have for not giving me the praise that I deserve. What, Lord? You want me to do what? I want you to stop what you're doing. Put pen to paper and start listing excuses. How many of you know the effective range of an excuse is zero meters? Okay. Because you can tell God all day long why you should not do a thing. And, and somehow in his economy, he doesn't remove that thing. He expects us to measure up when he reveals to us what's causing us to be outside the will. So uh, somebody was asking me earlier, says, where do you get your sermons from? I get them from my life, okay? I share with you what the Lord has shared with me. And so I'm assuming I'm not alone in this conversation that you got a list too. And I would examine you in the next week to, if you don't have a list, start one. And if you got a list, examine it periodically. Because as soon as one thing drops off, another thing pops up. Oh, I know I'm right about it because it, it makes sense to me that, that, Lord, I'm working on this, and immediately I get arrogant. I, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm ready to go. And the Lord said, boy, you, if, if you only knew how long your list really is. So item number one today is to go against this gratitude killer, which is my arrogance. 
I shared with the morning worship. I got letters in front of my name. I looked. I saw them there. Reverend Doctor. And to a casual observer, that means something. And it does have significance. You know, I am a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I hold scripture in high regard. That reverend peace is not there by accident. I'm committed to the ministry of Jesus Christ to his people. That's why I'm at City Life, to share with you that the Lord can take a drug addict, a dope fiend, a known malingerer and transgressor, and turn his life around. See that in the letters, reverend. But then right behind that is doctor. And I'm committed to knowing more about God every day. Uh, I come to a conclusion long time ago that he's unfathomable, which is a big word means his ways are past my finding out. And so I ought to be committed to knowing more about God so that I can serve him faithfully. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me today. Some, some people under the impression they graduate from Sunday school. I don't believe that. Don't fool yourself. God, God is deep. And he's worthwhile knowing. So the letters after my name, it says B.S., no, nah, let, let me help y'all with that. Right, well, let, let me clean that up real quick. That means bachelor of science. In, in my former condition, that meant something else. Y'all know what I'm saying. And then right after that, it says M.A. Okay. And then it says D-Men. But in God's economy, it says that I have strove to be credentialed when it comes to God. And long story short, I should know what I'm talking about when his name is in my mouth. You ought to as well. Because God expects us to say a word about him to some people that don't know him. And you ought to know what you're talking about. But that gratitude killer will allow you to. Will, will cause you to be puffed up and beside yourself. And then we'll, we'll try to close the gap by saying what we think. Honey, what you think ain't enough. Okay? What you think you know about God is insufficient on your best day. And so, again, Harry thinks he understands this God. He, he marries into the Jewish royal family. Uh, he, he, he all of a sudden is, is, is the man. And, and, and he allows these out-of-towners to get him all puffed up. He's there with his robes on. He's sitting on his throne, throne, and he's failing to consider that he's there through the providence of God. Y'all ain't going to help me. Wherever you are in your life station and life condition, you are there by the providence of God. You didn't make it up. You didn't have a plan. But according to God's economy and according to his plan, you find yourself in your situation. I will submit today that if it's a less de than desirable situation, you probably had a lot to do with that. 
That alone should cause you to submit to the plan of God. It's always better. Can I get a witness? The plan of God is always better than my plan. And so the people come and they say, they say to Herod, voice of a God. That sounds pretty good. When y'all roll up to me every now and then and say, boy, you preach the word today. If I'm not careful, I'll get the big head. Any day I preach at City Life is a bad day for you. It's a bad day for me. If I say anything other than what the Lord has given me to share with you, I'm automatically in trouble. He may not smack me around in front of you, but wait till I get home. Anybody ever, ever grow up with that? You somewhere clowning and your parent go, wait till I, wait till I get you home. I get that from God every night, every now and then, like, wait till, wait till I get you home. And then in the busyness of my life, I started coming up with excuses like, well, Lord, I ain't got time. And the Lord goes, what? You don't have time for me? The sovereign God, the, the eternal God, the God that found you in your addiction and didn't suggest to you sobriety, I insisted. Where would I be without the insistence and persistence of God? I'd still be out there on the street looking for my next fix, my next drug, my next hookup. When God wants to bless me. And then when he does, I tell him, I appreciate you. Do you hear how inadequate that is? But I love this about God. He goes, have your day. <laughs> and in the dead of the night, he'll wake me up out of some good sleep, Christy. I'm talking about I'm, <clears throat> I'm on a chainsaw lawnmower level sleeping. And he'll just tap me. And he'll say, I said, Lord, it's the middle of the night. He said, yeah, but you want to leave me a voicemail. You want to send me an email. I get your message service. I'm God of a personal relationship with you, Royce Evans, that I've known you all your life. I've known you before you even came here. And that's the best you can do? I said, oh, Jesus, I'm in trouble tonight. So today I just want us to think that, that we live in some perilous times, and we shouldn't base our life on the assumption that just because we're saved, we're spared the challenges of living in the presence of sin. The Bible encourages us to be sober and vigilant. And based on the awareness that we live in a fallen and broken place. See then that you walk circumspectly. That means walk carefully. Think clearly and be on our guard as the kingdom of darkness seeks to undermine, distract, and destroy. John says, steal, kill, and destroy. That's what you're up against. You ought to be thankful that God don't even make you cognizant that, of that most days. Okay? Nobody leaves home unless they have the assumption that they're coming home. But not everybody gets back home. And you should be thankful every time you pull into your driveway that you weren't a traffic accident, that you weren't the victim of a heinous crime. Even while you slumbered and slept, the Lord kept harm from your household. And we wake up and go on our merry way with something less than 
thanksgiving and gratitude. We must give our attention to safeguarding the things of God, working at protecting our attitudes and behaviors under the supervision of the Holy Spirit. Why? To maintain a productive, purposed, and positive Christian relationship and existence. Everything I do ought to be about God. Everything I do, I, I, I called out praise on my wife this morning. She don't like that. But I want you to understand that the only way, way I'm here to stand this morning with you is because she and God got together behind my back. and Because I wasn't at the meeting. I wasn't. And they conspired to take a wreck of a man and make him have value. I, I told her, I, I wasn't even a fixer-upper. What, whatever's less than a fixer-up, that, that's what I have $4, a suitcase, and a bad attitude. Was living in a halfway house, and she came strolling by, and, 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 and she shared with me that the Lord whispered in her ear, he's worth saving, but I'm going to need some help. I'm going to need somebody to love him when he's unlovable. I'm going to need somebody to touch him when he's untouchable. I'm going to need somebody that will listen to me so that you can pass the message on, I'm not pleased. And a lot of times our, our household conversations, well, the situation presents itself, and she'll say, well, well what are you going to do about that? And I look at her now that I've lived long enough to understand how this really works. I said, we're going to pray. We are going to pray. Because I know sometimes I'm not getting through because my arrogance and my ego is in the way. And today when we look at Herod, we, we should understand that, that we need to resist the wiles of the devil and not submit to that activity. Herod becomes complicit in his own destruction. And many of us are allies to the kingdom of darkness because we've got caught up in our self-sufficiency, you know. And think about that. We'll try to break our arm patting ourselves on the back. If you've got any good thing in your life, it's because God put it there. I know, I know, I know you want to be responsible for a career. But, but you got a career because God purposed a career. You have an education because God purposed an education. You, you got a house to live in and groceries in your cabinet, not because of Fred Meyer, but because of Jesus Christ. And we ought to be grateful, somebody. The Bible says, in all things, give thanks. In all things? That, that's not a misprint. That's not a typo. All things. Lord, I got, got bad news for my doctor. So did I. But I'm still here. I was, I was wondering, was I going to make it to Christmas last year? I'm getting ready to see another Christmas. That's why appreciation won't do. A full-on thanksgiving is in order. And then a thanksgiving that ushers in a praise session. When it really came to me what God had done, I fell on my knees and I cried. And the Lord said, now that's more like it. That, that, that I can get with. 
Maybe he don't talk to y'all like that, but God really hit when he talks to me. He, I, he speaks in a language I understand. Yo, anybody ever have a yo moment? <laughs> I know it's a yo moment because it's yo moment. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. So the text, say, text says that immediately Herod doesn't even pause to think about it. He goes, that sounds really good. Voice of a God. I imagine he swole up. He was already a big fella, but I think he gained some girth in that. And he failed to consider that in the mouth of men, the best you can be is a little G God. But you always got to be careful as a little G because there's always a big G. Ooh, y'all ain't going to help me up in there. I, I, I read Genesis. It says that the Lord spoke to nothing, and it became something. Only an OG can do something like that. God is the original God. He's there at the beginning. He makes the water stay in the water and makes land stay dry with just, that's an OG right there. But here's Herod. I'm God of Israel. And God's going like, boy, boy, are you in error. And then the text says, the worms start to eat him, and he dies. Now, again, that's not a misprint either. Because in the natural order of things, our brain tries to secularize that phrase. Okay, I get it. You know, the Lord smote him, he died, and the worms ate him. Read it again. The, the natural order compels that the, that, that that he dies in the world. Read it again, okay? And so the best that we can understand is that 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 the the Lord smotes him, and he has some kind of intestinal parasitic infection that starts eating at him, and the and the commentaries say that that from that diagnosis to his demise is about five days. But what I want us to understand is smoke doesn't always mean kill. That would go against the redemptive nature of God. God is always about giving us another chance. You ought to raise your hand right now. Has God ever given you another chance? Okay, hands going up all over the room. You ought to be thankful for another chance. Okay, I, I remember some 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 draft picks back in the day that they they got promoted to the NFL and the NBA went to a party and died that night first time ever doing cocaine dead first time ever doing uh alcohol intoxication dead i can't even tell you how many times i've been drunk a god of a second chance so 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 it's parasitical infection doesn't come to kill him, it puts a pause in his life. You got some stuff to think about. It's, it's Herod's woodshed moment. Don't let your puffed up ego cause you to lose everything. And I'm going to give you a little time to think about it. How do I know this is true? Read the chapter before the one I shared with you today. Peter's on lockdown by Herod. 16 soldiers assigned to keep Peter in jail. 
Matter of fact, the, the community of faith is in prayer because they don't think Peter coming out. That, 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 that he's going to be executed, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, let me go, Lord. Look, 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 look. And the same word is used in the Greek. It says the angel comes to smite Peter. Not to kill him, to smite him, to shake him up. To, to make him aware that the Lord is moving in his life. And, and it goes like this. Wake up, Peter. And the chains fell off. And a lot of us are in the bondage of our arrogance and our ego. And the Lord is smiting us on the daily, trying to get us to wake up so that the chains can fall off. Anybody ever been chained? Ever been able, ever been a prisoner of a thing you just couldn't get on the other side of? My addiction was like that. I swear inanimate objects had a voice and was talking, smoke me. I thought I was in Alice in Wonderland. Drink me. Seducing me to something that wasn't good for me. And then a still, small voice saying, it's not that way with you, baby. Wake up so that the chains can fall off of you. I got work for you to do. I need you to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I love a God like that, that, that can get with me. Okay, I love him for that. Scripture says he only bothers to chastise those that he loves. Okay. So Herod's got a shot, but he makes light of it. And the next thing you know, God's tremendous act of mercy is to let him die. He could have kept him alive for a long time with them worms. Okay. I, I see people just being consumed by their physical ailments. And sometimes the graciousness of God is to just stop you, just arrest you. Because not only do we damage to ourselves, we do damage to the people that are around us. And the Lord's not having that. I'll just share that with you. So what should we take away from all of this? I'm glad you asked me. You asked me too. <laughs> Here's the takeaway. Scripture leaves us without excuse. Scripture says that in all thy ways, we ought to acknowledge him. We, 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 we ought to, in those same challenging situations, recognize that there is a God who sits high and looks low and is able to make meaning for us if we'll just check our egos and our arrogance. Okay, Stop waking up with, I got a plan for my day. There are plans for it, but you want to make sure that they coincide and are congruent with the will of God. Bible tells me like that. We should say, if the Lord wills. Okay, not, not if Royce Evans wills. On my best day, it wasn't a good day. But the day that I let the Lord have lordship, that's my best day. I'm, I'm doing some stuff then. 
psalmist says that the steps of the good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're running the show. Thank you, Lord, that when I woke up this morning, you were still in charge. You still running stuff, and that's okay with me. Okay, might I, I might in my economy think it's inconvenient or uncomfortable, but it's God's plan, and that's always better than my plan. I should be thankful for that. Paul says it really bluntly: Do not think more highly of ourselves than we are. We have a pretty high opinion of ourselves, don't we? Yeah, we do. Come on. Go, go ahead and give God praise right now by just acknowledging that. Lord, I'm all that in a bag of Doritos. Look at me, Lord. Are you watching? Okay. And then the Lord goes, wait till, wait till I get you home. <laughs> wait till I get you home. Simply put, I want us to consider today letting God have his rightful place on the throne of our life. I heard an old preacher say this one time. He said, the Holy Ghost have a hard time ruling when you have your butt in his seat. You ought to take that home with you. That's, that's some good advice. You, you, when the Holy Spirit says, you sitting in my seat, Christy. You sitting in my seat, Kevin. That's the only appropriate response. Yield and let the Lord have his way. It's always a better way. My hope for you today as I go to my seat is that if you're not letting God have his rightful place, do it immediately. Just like Herod. Immediately. Okay? Yield. And if you don't know him, get with Christy and her staff and, and, and get an introduction. They know him. Okay? They can tell you how to get hooked up, okay? Look up and get hooked up. Oh, I'm on a roll. I got to sit down now. I'm, I'm not at the Pentecostal church because we go another 45 minutes. Look, but, 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 but I'm a city life and I'm going to behave myself. Look up and get hooked up. Check yourself before you wreck yourself.